Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trey Lance, the Titans moving up to three. There's a lot of rumors going around surrounding this team, and we're going to get into all of it and more on this week's episode of Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Uh, appreciate uh, you two covering for me last week while I was on the injured reserve. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not in agonizing pain, so I can uh, finally get back in the mic and shoot the shit with the two of you again, which I'm very happy about. But thank you very much. You guys held it down exceptionally well, as I expected. Um, but before we start, support for the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans, is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below the waist grooming? Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer to you. 20% off, free worldwide shipping with the code SICKTITANS. That's S-I-C-K-T-I-T-A-N-S, all one word, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls and you know what that's going to be another two to add to that list because now mine are coming out of the box they've been in a box for a while they've been owned by one person and now they are back on the market so i gotta make sure they're looking their best and i'm gonna be using manscaped to do so so ben why don't you talk us into the next point of the, of the, of the market um well now that i'm glad we know that you're you're back on the market and your goals are uh, available so you want to do yourself a favor and um Keep that brajol clean, you know, keep it looking nice, keep it looking tidy. You know, there's nothing worse than getting a, a nick, a scrape, a cut, an ingrown hair. Forget all that noise. Go get yourself the performance package 4.0. We got the we got the trimmer, we got the nose hair trimmer. You can use it on your ears, hear your girlfriend yell at you a little better. We got the ball toner, we got the ball deodorant. Um, do yourself a favor, go get it all. Make the whole package look good, and trust me, your balls will thank you. It's time to take care of yourself, fellas, and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SICKTITANS. Again, that's 20% off free shipping with the code SICKTITANS at manscaped.com 
One more time, fellas, it is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SICKTITANS to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job of Manscaped. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, since last week, a couple things have uh, come up surrounding the Titans in the rumor mill. Some good things, some questionable things. Um, but first off, let's start with a tweet that was put out. I believe it was almost a week ago at this point, if not like five or six days ago. I sent it to my old man. I had it right up here. Yeah. So Larry Kruger, who, to my knowledge, is somebody that's linked to the media for San Francisco, uh, tweeted out, based on what I've heard from Shanahan, Lynch, and York, I expect Trey Lance will be traded during the 2023 NFL draft. My guess is he'll be dealt to the Titans for Malik Willis and a pick swap that gives the 49ers a day one or two pick as well. Uh, and then he goes into what they should be using that on. Now, um, I'll gladly give you my thoughts on on, my, on that. But first, as always, I'll, I'll turn the attention over to you two. Jarrett, what would you say to Rand Carthon bringing in one of his own uh, at the quarterback position? Give me him if you're gonna go. If you're gonna go all in, go all in on Trey Lance because uh, obviously that they don't want to carry the 36 million dollar contract in Ryan Tannehill. Um, just a couple things on uh, Trey Lance. I know me and Vin were talking about it uh, before you got on the show. Trey Lance in at North Dakota State. He was 19 and 0 as a starting quarterback uh, in his junior season. He had 2,700 yards and 28 touchdowns with zero interceptions. He won two national championships with uh, North Dakota state and his, com- his career completion percentage in college, because he really hasn't started in the NFL yet was um, 65.2. So, I mean, the guy can throw the ball. He's obviously can run the ball. He also uh, ran his junior season for 1100 yards and 14 touchdowns. So he has all the tools. So if you compare that in today's world, that's, a modern day Lamar Jackson almost, and you guys want to go after Lamar Jackson. I say you go the cheaper route and go after Trey Lance. Um, yes, he's unproven, but Ray, uh, Rand Carthon has been saying and uh, with his signings and free agency, he is going for the unproven guys looking for starting roles who have starting capabilities. So Trey Lance, I'm all in on that. Vin? I mean, listen, <clears throat> Jared's talking about what he did in uh, fucking 2019, 2020. <laughs> you know, I, I used to have a chance. Yeah, I used to have abs back then, too. But a lot of things change in life. And I think he hasn't played football in a long time. He has no NFL experience because he got hurt, what, week two this year, I believe. Um, he's, got four, he's got four NFL starts. So, I mean. Yeah, so nothing, basically. Nothing really that you could, you know, make a solid judgment off of, which Sal will use that against me when we critique his uh, boy Malik. Um, but I'm just not in on him. You know, I understand the, the connection with San Francisco. I, I do. I think the same reason why we were connected to Arizona. We have a former Titan running their show now. We have a former 49er running our show now. So naturally, you're going to get those rumors. Um, I, if you're going to do it and you're going to look for the silver lining, it's maybe the fact that we're getting him for nothing. Um, his contract is basically probably already paid for at this point. We're going to be paying him his yearly salary of you know, a million or so dollars until you have to decide on that fifth-year option. That being said, though, I would rather them at this point go go get a guy that you really want um, in the draft, which I know we'll touch on later, but I'm just not a Trey Lance guy. I never was. When they picked him, I don't see the hype. These these one double-A guys, sometimes they're, you know, they, they have these gaudy numbers, but it's because of the, the level that they played at in college, not taken away from his skill set. Um, but I'm just not in on him. And the pick swap, too. I mean, are we going to have to give up, you know, a little bit of draft capital to, to get this kid? 
when in reality, I think we should be saving all the draft capital we can get going forward. I'm just not in on the move. Um, Salvatore, how do we feel about it? I mean, listen, here, here's what my campaign slogan has been this whole off season. And I know it's going to set a lot, but I'm consistent, or at least I try to be anything but Tannehill. That's it. I mean, here's what we do know. Okay. And I'm looking right at it now. Kid threw for about 600 yards in his rookie season with two starts. That's pretty fucking good considering what we had to witness with our rookie quarterback last year and his amount of starts. Uh, guy's 6'4", 225 pounds. Okay, that's pretty much what you're looking for, height and weight in an NFL quarterback and some. Um, you know, we have no idea what his ceiling is. Um, and I would say outside looking in, it's relatively high based on, you know, the film that we have available to us um is it any more of a roll of a dice than going after any of the rookie quarterbacks this year there's no way of knowing that because we just don't know what he's what he's capable of uh he has the chiseled form of an nfl quarterback that you're looking for height and weight body stature he's a big big ass fucking dude who can sling the rock and he has some wheels to him so i would not be opposed to it all um I think, you know, you want to have those two guys in there. Um, well, it, Malik would be part of the deal, which would, you know, be unfortunate, but it is what it is. It, it's all about winning, obviously, not about a singular player. So, um, but I'd be all for it. I mean, I, at this point, I, I can't understate it anymore. I have no issue. Option number one for me would be Lamar Jackson. Option number two with me for me would be Shroud, Young, or Richardson, I I've come around to the thought of Levis, but realistically speaking, I can't stand the way that guy looks. He's just a fucking annoying looking guy, and I would just it would be really tough unless he's a baller. I mean, he'd be on my in my doghouse like the first fucking chance because I just don't like the way he looks. We can so, say the way fucking uh, how chiseled your boy Trey Lance is. You know, like how chiseled. Uh, <laughs> Not, yeah, not- well, you know, if he was four inches taller, it'd be a little bit different. That, that's where the difference lies. Uh, and I'm, I think Lance still has about a quarter, quarter on him too. So, um, I don't know. Uh, those would be my first two options. But I would not be upset with Trey Lance. I wouldn't be upset. I mean, what it's probably going to cost? I don't forget this guy was a top five pick three years ago, and he's got <laughs> two, he's got four NFL starts. Yeah, injuries a concern. You got to keep him healthy. You got to keep him upright. That's something that remains to be seen with our franchise. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's any less of a – or any more of a risk than going after any of these four guys. I just don't. Because Trey Lance could be the real deal. We don't know. He certainly has got the look, certainly has the size and weight. Um, so, you know, and he's he's thrown some fucking rocks, man. He's got 600 yards in two games his rookie year. That's that's pretty – that's not bad, regardless of what the situation was. So, well, what um, I like more about how you said, you know, you, it's not fair to really say he's any less of a risk, but you could say look at the competition that these guys have played against that are coming out now. You got an Ohio State guy, Alabama guy, uh, Florida yeah. guy, you know. So, you know, what you were playing in those conferences is much more than you're playing at the D1 AA level, unless you're trying to reunite him that bad with uh, Dylan Radoon, um, you know. What do you, what do you, what do you What do you say for Josh Allen then? What I, he's listen for every Josh Allen, there's how many uh Johnny Manziel's or Trey Lance's or uh, Johnny Manziel went to a big school. But what I'm saying is, for every huge prospect out of a, a, a smaller school, there's a 10 15 guys that that fail, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the, Cardinals, only, 
playoffs, he was great for a year and then completely deteriorated. You know, he's going to be the MVP of the XFL maybe, but that, that's about it. So for every Josh Allen, and guess what? We can say what we want to Josh Allen. He's great, but he hasn't really done much in the playoffs. because no, he's, he's their whole team. Yeah. Um, so, listen, he's great talent. I'm not talking bad about him, but I just – you know, I can't say that that he's less of a risk than the guys coming out now. I mean, I'd much rather prefer one of these guys coming out, maybe with the exception of, of Levy's. I'm not a huge fan of his, but, you know. Here's the thing. So I think as far as, like, cost is concerned, if you're looking to, A, get rid of Tannehill's contract, and, B, still have some cap space to maybe make a move here and there, it would probably be – a really good idea to try to get Trey Lance. I, you're talking about a pick swap, which would, you know, unfortunately bring us right down to the bottom of the first round, which is not great, but not the worst. You're still getting a first round pick. Um, and maybe like a fourth rounder. I don't know if that's what it does. That's what it really does. That, I mean, you're virtually just swapping a first rounder and you're getting a top five pick from 2020. I mean, with basically no understanding of what his ceiling is, a guy that's 6'4", 225 pounds. You could talk about a, what his ceiling is, which is four, though. What are we getting at a minimum? We don't I know mean, that either. I, I know, but again, I'm talking – he had 600 yards in two games in his rookie year, so he can throw the football. We know he's got the arm. We know he's a, a very large – and he's a mobile quarterback. Very physically I mean, fit mobile listen, quarterback. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're not moving up to three, and you're going to stick at eleven, and you want your, and you want to offload that contract, and you want to go for a quarterback, and Ron, I mean, Ran obviously knows Lance and his capabilities. If you're going to go after him, you go after him now, and you make that move now because yeah. if he is that guy, you don't have to worry about a quarterback next year. Yeah, and if it's a shit show, then Caleb Williams, yeah. 2024. Exactly. That's it. So I mean, I listen. The more we talk about it live, I mean. I can't believe we just agreed on a quarterback, man. So, dude, it's, it's, I mean, I got it's only two guys. It's only fucking <laughs> Tannehill and Malik. I mean, we we both love Marcus, right? Oh, love Marcus. I could say so, that. Yeah, that's it. That's a, we both like. We both liked Locker, right? We don't disagree yeah, on Locker. Locker could have stayed healthy. That kid had a shit ton of ability. He just yeah, unfortunately, he cared more about God than football. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, bring that up with God when you beat him, because. Apparently, you care more about football. I do, and I will certainly bring that up to him when I get those. When I well, wherever the hell I go, whoever I'm talking to, whether he's whether he's blue or red, we'll see. Um, but about 300 years in purgatory. Yeah, that's uh, that's like uh, fucking three seconds in in real life, right? Anyway, never gotta love whenever there's an opportunity to bring up a Sopranos quote. But uh, I digress. So moving on to the second part of this show. Another rumor that's been sworn along that's been picking up more steam, I would say, the past 24 to 48 hours is there are reports, people that are close to the organization, that the Titans are heavily involved in talks with the Arizona Cardinals to get that third overall pick. Um, now, there's a lot of unpack here. I mean, you know, realistically speaking, if Tannehill wasn't making so much goddamn money, it would be a perfect situation because you can give them some picks in Tannehill because Kyler Murray, as it stands now, might miss – about seven or eight weeks this year. So, you know, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting rid of a guy you don't want. You're giving a team that needs a nice place, uh, you know, quarterback to just just hold its ground until Kyler returns. And then you're moving up. But, you know, there's no way that I don't think Arizona would ever take on that kind of contract. 
And then, you know, if Tennessee is still going to pay some of it, it's kind of defeating the purpose. So um, regardless, let's say we move up to three. Uh, would you be happy about that? I think I know the answers, but if you two want to elaborate a little bit more on uh, what you would do with that third round pick and who you think you would be available after uh, the, uh, what would it be? The Colts too, right? No, Houston. Houston, Houston. that's right. What do you think? Garrett? Listen, I mean, the, the rumors have to be true. I mean, Monty is the new GM in Arizona, and um, obviously they're not taking a quarterback with the third overall pick. So their their doors and their ears are wide open for, for a trade. And um, the, the Titans, in my opinion, with Daniel Jeremiah saying the rumor, you, you have to believe it because he has all the credibility in the world. Uh, so you know it's true. So if they are going after that, who would be the quarterback? If right Now they're saying that um, Houston may not take a quarterback at two. I don't believe that at all. I can't see that. If Bryce Young falls in our laps at three, if we make that move, uh, is, is that, like, crazy to understand? No. But, like, if, if that's the pick of the litter between Will uh, Levi or AR uh, 15, you guys are going to call me crazy, but I said it last week to, um, to to Brent Autry that if they move up to three, I, I'm, I'm drafting Hendon Hooker. I'm not I'm not big on AR 15. Why? He's probably and not going to be – he's probably going to be he, there at 11, he, though. Huh? It's, it's, it's pretty likely they're, they're, he's there they're, saying, they're saying that he may go inside the top ten. It's, but it's a big maybe, though. Listen, we don't know. We're, we're outsiders doing podcasts. All those people, all the NFL world, they keep everything close. They know who's picking. They're saying Seattle may, may take AR-15 now. Who knows? But if that's the case and that's who you want, and, and I know Vrabel was there at Pro Day um, for Tennessee, and he was looking at you know offensive linemen. He was looking at high, and he was looking at hooker. So, I mean, if that's your guy, too. That's another option at quarterback. I, I I won't say I will not say that they're drafting Levi uh, Levis at, at three or or uh, Anthony Richardson at three. There's no way those those you want to talk about ceilings and floors. To me, they're the floors of the quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not a contractor. I don't want to talk about ceilings or floors more than I have to. But uh, you know, I, I think like you said, you know, you got a lot of teams talking a lot. I think there's a lot of posturing to be done this time of year when it comes to NFL franchises and, and playing, you know, a bit of poker and making, you know, I brought it up before, uh, you know, we started tonight. Maybe it's a, it's a ploy to get, um, what's his name, uh, Indianapolis, maybe to trade up and get some capital. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, if you have a guy, if you got a guy and you think he is it, then by all means make the move. But I believe there's only two guys in this draft um, that you make that move for C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young, and they're the odds-on favorite to go one and two. If one of them is there at three, you don't think twice, 100%. But what are you going to have to give up to move from 11 to three? Obviously, you're swapping picks, but I'm assuming it's going to be a, probably another second, a third, maybe a, a pick next year as well. I mean, you're going to have to give you know, up. The, the you're going to give it a first. Yeah, you're probably going to have to give a first next year. Um, and, and for someone of the, you know, AR-15, uh, I don't even like calling him that. Does he deserve that title yet? Probably not. Plus, I think we should do away with gun references in this country. Uh, I think that it's not the, the best move, in my opinion. You don't know what you're getting out of him. You know, and Levi's is just, to me, Jake Locker 2.0, a big physical guy who, you know, Built like, uh, you know, Sal likes nice and chiseled, but <laughs> what are you getting out of him? To me, I, I watched a lot of him last year. It looks like he's he tells a lot of throws. He makes a lot of poor decisions. Um, granted, he's playing against, you know, the best conference in, in college football, but 
that's what everyone in the NFL is like. So, and Hendon Hooker, I think, like Sal said, stay there at 11 and take him. You know, I just think if you got a guy that you love, go for it. You know, I guess well, we have no choice but to support it. But I don't, I don't think moving up to three to get either Richardson or, or Levy's, Levi's, whatever you pronounce it, is the move. Um, Listen, I, 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 I stand corrected. Levis is 6'3, 231. That's a big fucking dude. Yeah, he's a monster. You seen them fucking selfies he's posting in the gym? I know. I mean, he looked kind of yeah. small in those pictures. Maybe it was from far away. At least I'm talking height, but <clears throat> it's a big kid, man. I don't know. Listen, it, it, it's all coin flip, guys. That's really that's the unfortunate thing. Every, the only thing that's not a coin flip, and I'm so fucking sick, I got to argue with people about it. Lamar Jackson is the only thing in this whole carousel of quarterbacks that have been linked to us that's not a fucking coin flip. Obviously, the injury, that's with any player. But the talent's there. The skill is there. I don't want to hear about <laughs> he's a running back, whatever. He had one guy to throw to. And half the year, he had, what's his name? The Duvernay. He's the he's the big the big dog over there now, right? Uh, him and Bateman. and yeah. Bateman. Bateman. That's, that, that's who I meant. Bateman. Mark Andrews. Tight well, that's what I'm saying. He had only Mark Andrews his whole fucking career until half the year last year. We don't know. Like, the fact that he did what he did. With what he had around him, 60 touchdowns in two years to one guy, that's insanity. I don't need anyone to tell me he's a running back. He's not a running back. No, everybody else, everybody else is a coin flip. So, he's not a running back, but you can't argue that you don't – sorry, Jared, but you can't argue that you haven't – you know, think that his style hasn't caught up with him a little bit. You know what I mean? And guess what? You say that he had to compensate because of his lack of talent, but I would say to that, bullshit. That's his style, and that's how he plays no matter who's around him. And I don't doubt his ability to throw the ball. I think he can throw the ball. I just think he looks to run first. And I think as time goes on, you know, his style is going to continue to wear on him. It's going to continue to catch up on him. Would I be mad if they traded for him? Of course not. He is a former MVP. Talent out the ass. The thought of him wanting to read option with Henry is just scary for defenses to even think about. I love it. But – to commit to him, you know, for you know he's not taking a three-year deal. He would have took the deal with Baltimore if that was the case for $130 million, make him $40 million a year. He wants a five-, six-, seven-year deal with $300 million, and you're going to have to guarantee at least probably two of it, $250. I mean, he's not guaranteeing it, and he's not, he's not going to get a seven-year deal either. And I think it's hard to commit that many years and that much money to a guy who has failed to stay on the field as time goes on. But like you said, Sal, it is a coin flip. You know, I'd almost rather probably gamble on him than trade up for Levies or, or Anthony Richardson, to be honest. But, you know, that's just a pipe dream right now because I, I really don't think, even if he does get moved, they're not going to move him to the AFC. Very rarely does a player that is, yeah. is that good that gets traded gets traded in their own conference. I mean, you look at Eagles when they trade McCoy to Buffalo. You know what I mean? Look at what we did to A.J. Brown. We traded him to Philly. You never really trade within your conference. So we could talk till we're blue in the face about Lamar Jackson and how great he would be, but that's all hearsay until it happens. So yeah, all right, so just, just, yeah, real quick on the real quick on the uh, Anthony Richardson and the Will Leave uh, Levis. Um, th- those guys, man, they're unproven. They're they haven't really started a whole whole lot in college. And teams around draft season, they fall in love with arm strength and size of the quarterbacks. These guys are huge. They're chiseled. You can throw them all a mile and hit the roof. I don't care that you throw the ball and you hit the roof. I don't care that you throw 80 yards. Can you be productive in the NFL? Can you read a defense? Can you look off a defender and throw it? And can you um, – are you able to read defenses, 
period, the end. I said it with Malik Willis last year. He he showed out at his pro day, and look what he does in the NFL. I know he had a couple starts. It doesn't matter under his butt. Like guys like um, – like no a Trey Lance, receiver, no coordinator, it, but it does it, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, okay, it does matter about that when you surround yourself with, with talent. But still, like like guys that are unproven in college tend to fail in the NFL. Yeah, like CJ Stroud has has a, a solid career at um, Ohio State. Same thing with Bryce Young, solid career. They they'll go to the NFL and they'll transition to a, a decent or a great quarterback. Yeah, you know these other guys are just are gambles to me. Listen, last thing I'll say about Lamar Jackson, 45 and 16 is his career record as a starter. That's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, and then you so. could say the same, you could say the same thing about no, Tannehill as the quarterback for us. And look at their look at their record in the postseason. It's the same thing. Well, again, Tannehill has about twice as many playoff games as Lamar does, and he's got about six more years in a league. So yeah, that's he was, on a, dog, he was on a dog shit. He was on a dog shit Dolphins too for a long time. I understand, but again, you look about what you, you're telling me. You put Lamar Jackson on the 2019 Tennessee Titans, and we don't win the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not saying no. You tell me you put Lamar Jackson against the Cincinnati Bengals two years ago, and we don't at least go to the Super Bowl. We got to stop doing this to ourselves. No, I'm just saying, but but. If you're going to compare him, if if you're going to counter with the Tannehill's record, when I say, say Lamar's record, we got to bring these, we got to bring these these tangibles in there. Like, it's it's a it's a lot. Tannehill had everything he could possibly need, realistically, and he fucking blew it. This guy's doing everything he's doing with Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown again up until halfway of last year when he got hurt. So I mean, you know, Tannehill's record as a starter. 78 and 65 as a Titan, 36 and 19. Not blowing me away, but not 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 awful. Again, I'll say it once, say it a million times. We don't really need to talk about this anymore because I think realistically all of us are kind of on the same page. Ryan Tannehill doesn't make anyone better around him. You got to make Ryan Tannehill better in order to succeed. You need all the pieces you could possibly get. You got to keep them upright. You got to give them the receivers. You got to give them the play action, and he can succeed. You know, the elite guys, the above average guys, you throw them in with anyone and they're at least going to keep you in the game. And we found that out last year that he couldn't even keep us in the game for the most part because he didn't have the the, the weapons around. Him. So that's all yeah, you need to know. I think a lot of us have, um, you know, kind of convinced ourselves that he's getting that, that post June one cut. So we saved that 27 million. And um, that's if you go off their quarterback. Yeah, sure, and we'll find out. I mean, obviously, uh, three weeks from Thursday, what the yeah. deal is. But you know, we'll know. We'll know exactly after the draft is over if he's going to be the quarterback next year, and that's a scary thought because the draft's in two weeks. But three weeks. Um, three weeks. Uh, but you know, at least we're going to have some kind of answer because we just again, nothing's been done about the wide receiver position, and I'm telling you right now, if we're really going into this, putting all our chips in the draft for this receiving core then just fucking wave the white flag, okay? Because it's just an idiotic way to go about it unless you're trying to tank. Then, okay, I get it. You want Caleb Williams next year? Fuck it. Give me NWI, Burks, and whoever the fuck else. But if if you really are going to try to come out there and say we're going to be competitive and you're going to put all your eggs in the draft to try to make this core competent, that's just absolutely idiotic. And if that's what Vrabel is going to try to push, 
and Carthon are going to try to push, I'm going to be really pissed off. So they better figure fucking something out, whether it's Hopkins or Odell or, I mean, I, I know you mentioned Landry last the other week. I would not, I mean, he, he's got to be I mean, I like oh. Jarvis. Loved him out of college. Was a special talent for, you know, a handful of years. But I think his, he's more of a veteran guy you would bring in to mentor a guy like uh, yeah. Jalen Burks and maybe get five or 600 yards and a few touchdowns out of him. Um but to play devil's advocate, let's say that we we go get a quarterback. What's the rest of that draft look like? I mean, it's got to be all offense. No, it's got to be all, all offense. All offense. Safety is, is is not good in this draft. Linebacker is not good in this draft. Cornerback is pretty deep. But you know, we, we just made a move. You have to go offense. Tight end yeah. is deep as hell. Yeah. Same thing with receiver. So I just read- try and build the, the offense of the future in all in this draft. You know, our big part of our offense. If we're if we're going to go quarterback, you might as well go O line. It's deep. You can get one in the second. You might as well go receiver as well. Fuck it. This tight end is deep in this draft too. So you know, what makes sick? Sick? they go running back high too. Don't yeah, be shocked. Yeah, no, not at all. But you know what? That makes me sick. There was a report out. I don't know who did it, but they said that um, the Titans have met extensively with Maryland wide receiver Jacoby Copeland. I think his yeah, name. I, I sent the. the yeah. I, I asked about him because you're the college football guy, and you were like, I don't know. I have no idea who that guy is. I, all I know is he's a burner. He ran a four three seven. But is, what are they going to use him as a punt returner or a slot? Like who? Who the hell is that probably, guy? You probably he's probably come a sixth, on, seventh man. round guy. They, that that would be like a John Robinson second round move, and I would throw up. Well, no, it was, was he projected to go? No, day one? I, I, didn't, I didn't even. I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, women say he blocks really good. No, yeah, I no not as a speed guy. Now. But I'll say this: to, for, to, to give our listeners some optimism, I just have a gut feeling that something really big is going to go down with this team. Just, I, what it is, Ask I don't know. Whether it's whether it's the trade up to three, which obviously would get everyone very excited. Whether it's you know a Hopkins trade, which obviously if I had to go on another year with Tannehill, even though it's a complete waste of fucking time, if we got DeAndre Hopkins out there with Burks, I'd have like a percent of 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 hope. Or if it's if it's you know Judy, that would get me really hyped. Something's gonna happen, has to, because it's just been too goddamn quiet. Um, and then we'll, we'll have a, a plenty of time to dissect how it's going to affect this football team in the coming season. But until then, we just got to keep listening to these goddamn rumors about who's coming, where we're going, and, uh, you know, just try to decipher it the best we can. But uh, before we head out, anything you fellas want to add? Absolutely. Sammy, Go ahead. start us up. Think fast. Boys, we got no guest, so you both are in the hot seat. Today. Oh shit! <laughs> Think fast, baby. Uh, I was I jealous like, every time I watched this, so I'm happy. Jared, Jared, Jared kept this one in his back pocket. All put it, put it in my back pocket. Absolutely. So both of you go one and one. Whoever you want to start with, but favorite sports memory. Good, Vin. Favorite sports memory, like that I participated in the pro team. Like no, no, your favorite team, any sport, whatever. I mean, I'm going to have to say it was my experience with um, the Baltimore Ravens game when we went that on the run to the AFC title game. Um, we were hot going into that to end that season. I, I had a big feeling, great feeling to beat New England. And I told myself, if they beat New England, I'm going to Baltimore. 
Um, I texted two of my hometown buddies and as a uh, protection, I said, you guys got to come with me so you can watch over me. And, uh, they both came with me. You know, one of my buddies, uh, was a, a sports, uh, uh, reporter down in uh, Baltimore. He interviewed me at the tailgate. We got on the news. It was funny. We went up there. We we dominated that game from the start. Uh, of course, we all convinced ourselves we were winning the Super Bowl after that, but just a really cool experience as a Titans fan. Um, I had two of my hometown buddies with me, longtime friends. Um, they're both in my wedding. So it was like a memory for us as a friend group. It was a memory for me as a Titans fan. Um, and it was a run that, although it didn't end well, you know, we enjoyed the ride. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I could easily say the the, the Baltimore game, but uh, since since Vin took that one, I'll definitely go uh, the Marcus playoff game. I remember that vividly, watching that with my dad when he when he threw that block for Henry to seal the game. Uh, it's about as it's about as crazy as me and my dad have ever went over a game. Uh, then the Baltimore game, we were, we were pretty crazy, too. And I have a lot of that on film, which is great. But that Chiefs game was, was pretty special, especially with the guy that, that did it, because me and my dad have always been really big Marcus guys. So that would definitely be it for me. If I, if I had to throw my answer in there, it would definitely be uh, the New England game that year, Brady's last uh, game. Oh, yeah, I was there. I was, me, uh, that's me, one and, uh, yeah, me and Sal were there. It was a great tailgate. Uh, that's right. We I forgot. There. Is that where we it met? Was, no, we met um, – Jets, Actually, Jets, yes. Jets. No, 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 no. Yeah, we met in that game. Yeah, and then we. No, you know, I thought it was the Jet game. Well, one of Not one the, of the games. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, one of the there too. Well, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. That game, the Brady's last Absolutely. game in the win. That was that was awesome. Um, bold prediction. I know Sal touched on it a couple minutes ago, but bold prediction that would happen on draft night, whether it be with the Titans or any other bold move that you think would happen. A bold move on draft night. I think a really bold move would be trading <clears throat> Henry on draft night where, you know, we basically convinced ourselves at this point he's staying put. I think it'd be a really bold move to move him. Could see it happening still, though. Um, but not that I want it to happen, but I would think that'd be a bold, unexpected move on draft night, um, especially a year after what happened last year with, uh, you know, AJV. But – I think that'd be a bold move uh, this year. Yeah, I'll have to. I'd have to 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 agree, and it wouldn't shock me. You know, Arizona needs a running back. You know, you you want to limit as how much capital you're giving up draft wise. That'd be a way to do it. You know, maybe instead of uh, two first rounders and picks, you give up one and Derrick Henry, and like maybe a you know fifth round you're throwing there. No, no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But that's that's the as it pertains to the Titans. I think that would be the boldest thing. To, to to prepare for possibility of happening. Derek Henry move get moved on draft night. Yeah, and talk about taking, you know, a load off your quarterback, you know, nothing better than having two hundred fifty five pound monster, you know, Absolutely. of um, you know, Kyler Murray, especially after an injury. So definitely would be the, the boldest move in uh, my opinion. Now speaking of that, if we do move up to three, uh these next quarterbacks on the list would well, would be in play. But Ryan Tannehill Anthony Richardson, Malik Willis, or Willie uh, Levis? Who's your quarterback next year out of those four? Who are you taking? I would have to go Anthony Richardson just because, you know, you could see him being such an athletic freak that if the mental part of the game falls into place for him, 
think his ceiling is probably the highest. You know, can't be Tannehill. He's done. He makes too much money. Um, not a Malik guy. We know that. And Will Levy's just, to me, stream locker 2.0. I think AR Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling. So that's who I'd roll with. I concur. All right, this one's solely on Vin. So, Vin, how much money did you really lose in Atlantic City this weekend? No, I made like probably three or four hundred, but I gave my uh, fiance uh, some money to gamble with. You know, it was her birthday, but I'm a roulette guy. I play four numbers: nine, sixteen, twenty-seven, thirty. I hit nine twice. I hit twenty. Uh, I hit sixteen once. I play five, ten dollars a number, so. You know, over the course of the night, I probably won three or four hundred. But you know, after the night was over, dinner, drinks, giving my fiance some money. You know, I came home about even, but I, I won some money gambling. You know, when you guys come down here and uh, you know we can have a night together. That's Absolutely. listen. Hopefully, we can plan that out very soon. Um, favorite Italian dish? Hmm. Right, I'll start with that. Oh, that's oh, fuck. It's uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be mussels. I could eat I I could eat on I I I've I've literally probably eaten at one time about 70, 80 mussels before. In one state? Yeah, pretty close. There was a point in time when I where I ate a really inhumane amount of mussels. I mean, that's I hope the those one garlic thing. bread in there too. Uh, well, it, they were homemade. So actually, that night it might have been, but m- my my dad's fiance makes. Probably the, I mean, they're better than any muscles I've had at a restaurant, and I say it every time she makes them. So that's got to be my favorite, absolutely. Muscles. I like that question, though, Jared. I'm a big veal guy, so if you can get a nice cut of veal over some angel hair, nice veal franchise, light, you know, lemon sauce, sun dried tomatoes on there, you know that that's that's my move. Some, you know, maybe some peppers too, but a nice <laughs> veal over a nice angel hair pasta with. A white sauce, man. Hey, you guys know I'm hungry, so we got to hurry up with this question. That's that's actually pretty funny because I was going to go either veal saltamboca or chicken saltamboca as my as one of my favorites. So, yeah. to wrap it up, we talked about dinner. Let's talk about dessert. Your favorite go to dessert at Grandma's table? Oh, I'm a cheesecake guy. Good piece of cheesecake, a double espresso. Fuck me up, family. Yes, yes sir. I'm not a big dessert guy, but if I had to pick. Um, I mean, I like those Italian cookies with the uh, the red jelly in between them. With the those are good too. Old school shit, right off. Yeah, the if I had to pick, I'd probably pick that. Realistically, yeah. yeah. Yep. You, All right, Jared? huh? What's up? How about you, Jared? I said I'm I'm down with the cheesecake and espresso. That's 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 all me. Strawberry cheesecake. Or a little, uh, you know what? You know what else is? You know what's good? Uh, the chocolate um, lava cake with the mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Not a cheesecake though. It's all about the crust. You know, we can deal with the different kind of cheese you're putting in yep. there, but if the if the crust is good, I mean, that's just all right. We got to stop now. I'm trying to. Lose <laughs> yeah, I know. I Here we are. Hey, that'll be a 20 minute show. Uh, 40 minutes later. <laughs> all right. Listen, guys. As always, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, continue to grow. We're we're moving at a faster pace each and every week. Uh, obviously, any of the the podcast platforms do likewise. Share the show with all your Titans fans, friends, and all that. Uh, 
I know I've said it a million times. We, we got to try to get some fans on here to shoot the shit because, uh, you know, we want to be as in, inclusive as we can with our with our fan base. So, uh, you know, we, we've just had so many awesome guests that it's been tough to fit it in. But we will we will certainly be able to do that soon. Uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe next week there'll be something more to talk about other than these fucking rumors that are just making our, all our, our brains melt. But um, as always, uh, tighten up. And Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.